What's good, No Dream Nation, and welcome to the season finale of the No Dream Podcast. Everything's been building up to this. I'm super excited. I hope that everybody's doing all right. Y'all probably noticed that there was no podcast last week, and yes, that was on purpose. We needed some time to kind of plan things out, and as far as the future of the channel, and a lot of things have been happening in the world lately. So we've really been taking the time to examine what our role is and how we can be most effective. That being said, this podcast will be more of a season finale type deal. The next video won't really be a podcast because I'm going to be talking about some major developments coming up and how y'all can be involved in what's happening on this channel. Because let's be honest, we wouldn't have made it this far without your support. Like I remember season one, episode one, when we first released that, we first put that out. I, I don't know about everybody else, but I was kind of nervous that nobody would listen and that it wouldn't go to be as big. But like the results were phenomenal. Like you guys were with us step by step every inch you guys were there supporting us and just thank you so much for that and i hope that you'll continue to support us into season two today i'm going to be talking about something that's really close to my heart which is the subject of self-mastery and some of the things that are going on in the world today so i'm going to go and jump into today's topic now but make sure to stay on the lookout for the video bringing the updates and the channel stuff which will be dropping later towards the middle of the week we're thinking wednesday tuesday we're not too sure we still got to record it so make sure you stay on the lookout for that don't be weak please stay till the end of the video leave a like subscribe if you haven't already links to our social medias will be down in the description below like our twitters instas all that sort of stuff so you can stay with the updates and the latest developments for no dream nation with that being said let's get into the topic so right off the bat let me say it's not easy by any means to master yourself as a matter of fact I would go as far as to say it's near impossible, but the keyword there is near. It's important to get that out of the way because a lot of people will go, Jail, is it really worth it if it takes a lot of time and effort? Because our culture has taught us to think um, that everything is about results. Our culture is so results focused and results based that if something doesn't get results immediately, it's not worth your time. But I promise you, it is worth it. After all, you cannot lead or master others till you learn how to lead or master yourself. Also, as a quick disclaimer, I have not mastered myself. I am far, far away from the paragon of perfection some people seem to think that I am. I am a normal person just like you. But lately I've had some success with some things that I've been trying and these might help you too. So let me know down in the comments if they have. Alright, so a few quotes that I've really been focusing on are by Miyamoto Musashi who was a famous samurai back in his day for his unorthodox style of wielding two blades instead of a single one. Crazy, right? Like in the movies, you always see people with two swords instead of one. But back then, that was not common um, because when you're swinging with one arm, you can't get as much power, so people favored power over agility and all that sort of stuff. Interestingly enough, Musashi is famous for having never lost a duel um, from the first time he killed when he was 13 all the way to his death. And his book, The Five Rings, which is still quoted today for its wisdom on strategy and leadership. He makes a few excellent points and statements which I'll read a couple from and explain what they mean to me personally. But I encourage you, still check it out. It's a great read. So here we go. The first one, all men are the same except for their belief in their own selves, regardless of what others may think of them. So if you think about it, you know, we're all skin and bones and flesh. We all have the same things, right? The only thing that really makes you different from somebody else is your mind, your mental state. Um, and that affects the rest of your body, therefore making you different from everybody else. But it all stems from your mind. So the only thing that even you're competing against somebody or anything like that, the best way to have an edge over other people is 
to examine your own belief in yourself, regardless of what others may think of them, because we'll talk about this later in the podcast, but if others' beliefs influence you to the core of who you are, uh, you might want to take a step back and observe who you really are. Is that a product of the people who are around you, or are you who you are because of who you've been made to be, or the persona that you've cultivated for yourself? We'll talk about that in more detail later on. Second quote, if you do not control the enemy, the enemy will control you. Once again, all these quotes are building onto the theme that we're going to explore later. Uh, Number three, do nothing that is of no use. Like, I'm the kind of person that once I want to do something, I'm spontaneous. Like, I'll just go and start doing it. And sometimes I'll stop and be like, hey, should I really be doing this when I can be working on no dream stuff or producing beats or writing lyrics or literally anything else, but I'm doing something completely useless? Do not seek pleasure for its own sake. Um, I know a lot of people, our, our culture really has this general mindset of do things for the sake of doing them. Just do it because it feels good. Don't think about it. Just do it. When, I mean, honestly, just think about what you just said. Do things for the sake of doing them. Like that's, Just don't seek pleasure for pleasure's sake because there's got to be so much more to that. Once again, we'll talk about all these quotes later on. So there's just kind of setting the tone for the video. Think lightly of yourself and deeply of the world. Sometimes you have to realize everything is not about you. You just have to step back and examine the world really and how you play your role in it. Um, And I advise only doing that after you've established who you are because once again, you can't really change your world or anything around you until you've changed yourself. Next quote, Um, and this is probably my favorite one. He has a ton of good ones, but this is probably like one of my favorites. There is nothing outside of yourself that can ever enable you to get better, stronger, richer, quicker, or smarter. Everything is within. Everything exists. Seek nothing outside of yourself. Um, And if you don't know, Musashi was a Buddhist, um, and I'm a Christian, but this still applies to my life. Like sometimes you can't expect people to go and do things for you. You have to go and do it for yourself. Everything you need, um, you've been given already. You, You already have the strength. You already have the wits. You already have everything within yourself to go and achieve the dreams and the goals that have been set for you. So just go on and do it. So now that I'm done reading those quotes, we can pull a couple overall statements about ourselves from these quotes. And if you notice, all of them sound very biblical if you ask me. But anyways, um, we can draw a couple key points. One, you are your own worst enemy. We're so quick when we mess up to play the devil made me do it card that we almost forget that most of the time we're fully to blame for what we've done or where we've messed up. If you know your body naturally craves pleasure or craves sin, distance yourself from that. Like we talked about before, um, pleasure for the sake of pleasure never really works out because you'll always be searching for more and more. And if you don't want more from life than pleasure, then you gotta ask yourself, is that really the life that I wanna live? Like is, is this what I plan on doing for the next 60, 70 years of my life, just chasing after endless pleasure that you can never catch? Two, know yourself. Now, obviously, scripture tells us that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, that we do the things that we don't want to do, and we don't do the things that we know we should do. And finally, that the heart is deceitful and wicked and evil above all things, and that not even you can know the own evil that lies within your heart. So how can you know yourself possibly? Just because you can't completely know yourself or know what you're weak to does not mean that you can't partially know what you're weak to. If you know you're more likely to do one wrong thing over another or do one sin over another, then you know to focus your defense on that. Um, If 
you look at the book of Matthew, real quick Bible segment, real quick. Matthew 4.11, I'm going to go ahead and read. Matthew 4.11, then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of the living God. So what's happening is he's saying, he's trying to bring Jesus back into his comfort zone. Notice Jesus goes into the wilderness where he's away from all comforts of society, right? And the devil keeps trying to bring him back into that. Like he tries to get him to eat bread here, which is one of the comforts of society back then. He tries to get him to, you know, want land and buildings and riches, which is a comfort of society. And each time Jesus ends up rebuking it. Um, and sometimes, like we just talked about, knowing yourself, if you're in an area where you're comfortable, it's so much easier for you to mess up and for you to sin and to get yourself into this hole of this mental state. So, you know, sometimes you just got to get out of your comfort zone and go try new things. Anyway, well, I'll go ahead and finish out this passage because some of this stuff is really good. Um, then he took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for his written. He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up into their hands so that you will not strike your foot against them. Once again, he tried to put Jesus in his comfort zone. Jesus answered him, it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their splendor. All this I will give to you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Once again, the devil's trying to give him comfort. He's trying to keep him in his comfort zone because, you know, we're not dangerous when we're comfortable, obviously. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. So once again, we see that when we're in our comfort zones, it's so much easier for us to sin. So know yourself, what is your comfort zone? And then find out how you can get out of that. Now, on to the next point. Know how powerful your mind is. And this is arguably the one of the biggest points, probably, yeah, one of the biggest points of this podcast. You know how powerful your mind is. There's so much power in the way that you think. Uh, lately, I've been playing the Persona series because, you know, I've had a lot of extra time on my hands. And I find it interesting about the term Persona that is used. If you look it up in the dictionary, Persona is the aspect of a person's character or nature that they present to other people, perhaps in contrast to their real character or nature. So your Persona may be, uh, maybe you're, hmm, you may put on the Persona that you're rich to your friends when in reality you're not, you see. Um, that's that's just one example of the many that I could pull from. Ideally, your persona should match who you are truly. But if your mind is weak and you shape your identity, your persona, based on that weak, flawed identity, um, based off your weak mind, because remember, your mind shapes your persona, who others perceive you as, um, based off the image you show them. So if you're creating the image of yourself that you're showing to others um, based off a flawed base, a flawed mind, then there is no way that your image will hold up in front of people. And if you don't know this, I'm pretty sure you do. People can tell when you're being fake and they'll push you away because of it, which in turn affects your mental image of yourself, your persona of yourself in your mind, and only puts you further down. And when you're down, it's easier for you to mess up and it starts this long chain of self-hurt. So go ahead and start creating a mentally positive image for yourself. Get into some good habits, find a hobby, start working out, sharpen your mind, and you'll understand the benefits. Now on to some more personal stuff. Uh, lately, I've just wanted my heart to become like crystal, you know? I just want it to be pure. Um, because out of your heart, all things come. And since I'm a creator, my creations will be flawed if my heart is unpure. 
So using myself as a test subject, I wanted to see the effects of a better mentality um, personally, like firsthand with my own eyes. So here are a couple of things that I've been doing to kind of work on myself and keep myself pure or do my best to master myself. Number one, so I started working out more, like I started doing push-ups and sit-ups, but that really didn't do it for me because I've been doing that like for a long time. So I took an interest, a special interest in martial arts, specifically Northern Shaolin and Kenjutsu, which is Japanese swordsmanship. Um, me and my mom, we've always watched karate movies going up and the, the funny, goofy kung fu stuff growing up, but I played soccer my whole life. So I'm naturally athletic and I thought it would be easy, but oh my goodness, I was so wrong. Like I remember the first night after finishing the forms that I had to do, um, I was, I, I literally had to crawl into bed because my muscles wouldn't move and I'm, I'm being like completely serious with you guys. Like my muscles would cramp and stuff and it was horrible, but now my, my body's gotten a little bit better with it. I also carved a sword for practice out of hardwood with nothing but a hand chisel. Um, that was a recent project that I did. And that was that was really hard. Even the guy at Lowe's told me that the wood I got was too hard. And I was like, <laughs> I know. But honestly, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. After the first day, my hand was shaking super bad. And because I gripped the chisel so hard with my hand, my hand was painfully stuck in this weird C shape all night, even after I iced it. Um, and like the next day I went back to normal, but my hand had cramped so hard into that shape that I couldn't move my hands for the rest of the night. Uh, not to mention that my hands were bleeding from where I missed the wood sometimes. The chisel had to be sharp. Um, but I missed the wood sometimes and you know, I got splinters and stuff and cut my hand a bunch of times. But overall it was an extremely rewarding experience. And the reason I'm telling you guys all this uh, will make a whole lot more sense um, in a bit. But onto some other things that have helped me first. So number two, I've started improving my lyric writing skills and beat making. Personally, I think I'm really good at lyrics and song crafting, but I know only the basics about producing beats. So I've really been furthering my knowledge on that front. Lyric writing is really more of a spiritual thing for me. When I write a song, I'm literally putting my heart to paper. So my style is really pure and expressive. And if I'm living a lifestyle of sin, that kind of disrupts my flow. Which is why after I started doing some of these, my writing has gotten a whole lot better. Writing requires me to look inside and examine the unpure parts of myself and the, display the weaker parts. And those parts I normally wouldn't show to people. And sometimes it's almost too much for me to be honest. But I know that if I can continue um, pushing through the pain and all that, I'll come back stronger and pure than I was before, which kind of continues to drive me. So finally, I changed up the way I eat, for example, I cut out literally all candy and sodas and all the impurities that I've been putting into my body and replaced it with stuff like water and rice and healthier stuff like vegetables and fruits. My mind feels a whole lot cleaner and clearer. My body feels amazing after I stop putting that garbage into my system. Like I can't remember the last time I ate fast food. Like literally I cook all my meals now, it's great. So to wrap up this personal bit, the major things all these things that I've been doing, the major overall point, um, from the martial arts to sharpening my mind to eating better, all have the one major theme of depriving myself of pleasure. When you're constantly doing things or eating, like for example, if you're constantly eating sugar, which gives your body pleasure, or you lay around all the time and do nothing, which isn't stressful for your body at all, or do things to pleasure yourself, you're not only weakening your body, but more importantly, you're weakening your mind and your heart. 
you're defiling the innermost parts of yourself and then you wonder why it is you're less confident or why you don't have any energy. I've learned stress forces you to change and after all, if you don't sharpen your blade, it'll always be dull and furthermore, if you never draw your sword, you'll never know how well it cuts so I challenge you to not only try some of these things I've tried, but use that mentality to make a difference because if you change yourself completely and then don't do anything with that, you might as well have not changed yourself at all. So with that being said, let's examine how self-mastery relates to our current world circumstances. So unless you've been living under a rock, I'm sure you know about the Black Lives Matter movement uh, that's currently happening along with the corruption being exposed at literally all levels of government. Um, coupled with things like coronavirus, murder hornets, zombie fires, UFOs being confirmed, and riots, the world is a pretty crazy place right now. So let me say my piece on that real quick. Lately, I've come to realize that there is a disturbing lack of empathy in our people and in our culture today. Basic things like loving your neighbor and sympathizing with what others are going through have been lost or maybe even sacrificed for the sake of being right and people pushing their own agendas, whether that be personal or political. I mean, think about it. We're humanity. I mean, we've conquered space, traveled to the moon, and yet we can't even conquer our stupid prejudices. I mean, at this point, it seems more to me like we're less of a nation and more like a bunch of people held together by imaginary borders. Pulling all this together, right? The theme of self-mastery fits into this so easily. Like learning how to not exercise or deprave nature or desire for control can be so hard, but it will put a major stop to racism. Um, try to know others' pain and acknowledge what they're going through because until you do, it'll be an endless cycle of hatred. We've started to see a change in the power dynamic with people really realizing the truth of democracy that power really does rest with the people. Personally, I harbor no ill will towards anyone. After all, I do my best to love the person and hate what they did that was wrong. But for a lot of people who don't believe the way that I do, it's, it's a lot harder to only be disgusted at the people's actions instead of being disgusted with the person themselves, which I do understand. Actions do spring from the heart and core values. And believe me, my heart breaks for the world, especially when I hear people are still being lynched because of the color of their skin. It's no surprise to me that people are fed up and fight back. I mean, how can you tell someone to not get angry when they're being picked on, but when then when they start doing when they, when they stand up for themselves basically, they're quick to get upset. I mean, people who don't know peace can't express their feelings peacefully. But let me stop, that's another podcast. I think the best thing that we can do right now is acknowledge that the past happened and then acknowledge that we don't have to repeat the mistakes of our ancestors. Media will try to twist the story so it seems like it's a battle between us and them when really there is no us and there is no them. It's a battle against self and the evil desires that lurk within all of us. It's hard to conquer evil on a global scale like we're trying to do now when you can't conquer it within yourself. So start with you, purify your heart, and as a result, your actions will become pure as well. I know it's hard, but resist the urge to control those around you, because until you attain mastery of self, you'll never attain peaceful coexistence with your surroundings. I believe that it is a must that you attain self-mastery, and I think it goes without saying, without help, you can't completely purify yourself of all desires. It's only with the help of the one who designs your heart and knows you inside and out can you control the flesh. Think about it. We as humans have made a lot of progress. Do you really want to ruin that? Like, look at how far we've come. Do you really want to make the countless lives sacrificed for the sake of equality to mean nothing? If, if we start a revolution, 
let it be a revolt against self. And all that begins with the sacrifice of self wants and desires and giving up control to the one who holds all power. And we already know that is Jesus. So I know today's podcast was kind of short, but I hope you guys still enjoyed it. Um, We're still working on getting everybody um, coordinating schedules because a lot of people, a lot of us are working right now and have jobs and stuff like that. So uh, it's kind of hard to make these and get together um, to where it's all of us. Um, That's why we're taking a little break. Season two of the podcast should be coming. I'm thinking we're going to take a break next week. And then the week after that, season two, episode one of the podcast, the No Dream Podcast will be up. And make sure you stay tuned for that analysis video coming this Wednesday. we got some huge stuff that we're bringing, and I'm pretty sure you're going to be excited for it. You're going to love it. Um, we're bringing major changes to how the channel will work, how it's going to be run, the stuff we put out. So make sure you stay tuned for that. If you stay until the end of the video, thank you so much. End of podcast gang, rise up. <laughs> yeah, if you if you stay till the end, leave a end of podcast gang comment down below. So I know that you guys stayed till the end. Anyway, um, we got no dream, but the one dream for the one king. Um, wow, it's the last time I'm going to say that this season. And once again, thank you guys so much for all the support so far. It means so much to me. It means so much to all of us here at No Dream. So stay safe out there. We love y'all.